0: Season 2 of Captains and Majors is brought to you by Carver Federal Savings Bank.
1: Carver Bank remains focused on helping new small businesses. We do this through a number of ways, which include financial education, focusing on spending the time with small businesses to develop their business plan and ultimately their strategy for growing and surviving. We have a team of people that are highly committed and very competent, remaining focused on small businesses, and we truly believe that that will make a difference.
0: Go to carverbank.com to see what Carver can do for you.
2: What's up, it's just Nick. Welcome back to Captains and Majors. September 16th at MetLife Stadium, the second annual HBCU New York Football Classic will be kicking off between the Morehouse College Maroon Tigers and the Albany State Golden Rams. Okay, so last year, Morehouse took a brutal 31-0 loss against the Howard University Bison. And last week on September 9th, they lost 65-19 to to the Bison. So this Saturday, both Albany State and Morehouse College will be fighting for their first win in the Meadowlands, where the Jets and Giants play. So we shall see. So here's the backstory. The HBCU New York Football Classic comes from a time-honored tradition of historically black colleges playing football for New York City audiences. Before the New York Football Classic, there was the Whitney M. Young Classic from 1971 to 1987. After that, it was the New York Urban League Classic, which lasted into the 2010s. Due to lack of funding, the Urban League Classic disappeared and HBCU football disappeared from New York City. Until 2022. Now the Albany State Golden Rams and the Morehouse College Maroon Tigers are continuing the legacy of HBCU football in New York that was started more than 50 years ago. My co-host Fred Bugsy Bugs sat down with Morehouse head coach Gerard Wilcher and Albany State coach Quinn Gray Sr. leading up to the classic. Earlier this week, the Morehouse community was devastated by the loss of Hugh Douglas Jr. and Christian Files two students who were killed in a car crash. Here, Coach Wilcher addresses how this team is coping with losing two members of the Morehouse family.
1: Hey, it's great to be here. Great to finally meet you, man.
0: Same here. I know it's been one hell of a week with the, the loss of you, Douglas Jr. and, and Christian Fowles. And, and I know this past weekend, it has been one of those weekends where I know the forthcoming weekend, they'll be doing the celebration of life for you, Jr., and all and uh, with the game at Howard this weekend, they gave love to both the gentlemen. How do you get everybody up for this forthcoming weekend?
1: Man, it's about regrouping, um, you know, getting the troops back together. Um, and, and the thing I explained to them is our, our goals are still there. Our goal is to win our conference. And I believe that we still have the ability to do that. Um, I told him the first two games were scrimmages. That was practice, for real, right? <laughs> Allen right. Iverson, that was just practice. So that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's all it was. That was just practice. That was just a couple of scrimmages so we could figure out where we're at and what we need to do. You know, you know, um,
0: the practice is very important, and and you know, you have these teams throughout, whether it's college or the NFL, who get these perfect records, and I'm 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 from the Elk of. You know, you gotta lose to see what you got. Uh, yeah. Whenever teams have these perfect records, I'm always nervous. It's like, especially in NFL. Oh man, they're 16 and 0, and 17 and 0. I always know the bottom's gonna fall out the the boat uh, by the time they get to the playoffs. Do you feel the same way?
1: I do. And, and one thing I, I've learned over the years: when you narrowly lose, you don't solve problems. The problems are still masked. When you get your butt kicked. All the problems, all the issues, they come to surface. So now you can fix them so you can be better for the future. So, you know, after week one, we had a tough loss. We battled, but now we can solve some problems. Week two, same thing. We saw a bunch of problems come to light. So now we get a chance to get in there and fix them. Because usually those things don't come to light in practice. They don't, right. you know, you don't really know people's true character until the bullets start flying. That's and Then right. you can make adjustments.
0: That's right. It eliminates all that. Yeah. But, you know, oh, yeah. Well, yeah you know, yeah. We, we came close. Yeah. But, you know, all we had to do was just go. Yeah. But you stepped on. You stepped out. We could have won that. This eliminates all that extra conversation that. to get to all the basics. That, yeah.
1: Being a Goal alumni, how does it feel to be the head coach of the Maroon Tigers? You know, it's it's exhilarating. Um, it's crazy. It's not too often somebody gets to go home and be the head coach of their alma mater. Um you know, and all my peers, we're in our 50s and stuff. So they got disposable income. So they want to come to every game. is fantastic. <laughs> at Howard, I think we had like three rows. Uh, uh, Spellhouse, 91. So technically, 91 is my class, but I graduated in 92. So, you know, being at Morehouse, we get sometimes double distinction. So yes. I always say I get two reunions. I get my real one, then I get my graduation.
0: Yes. Yes. All right. So as a new coach, taking over that program. What are some of the changes that you've implemented to get the team on, on the right path?
1: You know, the biggest thing we just start with everything we want to do, we want to do in a first class manner. And I put the pressure on myself, our administration um, to make sure we're doing things in step with what I've done over the last 30 years, pretty much being a division one coach, most of that time, um, I learned uh, uh, one of my former players who I worked with at Rice had a great quote, and it's no one rises to low expectations. So my Uh. whole thing and kind of like we did at Rice, you know, you got to raise the floor to raise the ceiling. So we're all Mm. about, you know, getting better, but we got to bring the bottom to raise the top. Have you ever coached in an HBCU Classic? Uh, Tuskegee. You know, when I was coaching here before, we would play Tuskegee one year. I can't remember the name of the classic. We played Fort Valley in Eastern Michigan. Um, so I've done that. And then I was telling the gentleman earlier, I've actually coached in the classic in the Meadowlands, 1995, Ohio State versus Boston College. Wow, that was, was a game. For Boston College. So, yeah, full circle moment. That was a game. How about the players? Are they up that they're going to be in New York
0: and, and at Giants Stadium in the Meadowlands? Didn't do any good for the Giants yesterday being in the Meadowlands.
1: They were it the did not. I hopefully they took all the L's and we won't have to worry about that. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, they got yeah, them all. But, um, like
0: that's one of those situations for them where now they can really do a deep dive into what their problems yes. are. But I mean, back to the original question: Are the players excited about being? I
1: it? think they will be. You know, I, I'll be honest with you; they're probably tired right now. Uh, We flew commercial to Howard, which is always a a tough situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one of our flights got canceled. Mm. So actually, Saturday night. Because of the crazy weather. The the weather we had that weekend. Yeah, me and and my wife spent the whole night. We didn't sleep. We spent the whole night rebooking the whole team. And we were pretty successful. We got the whole team home by 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock last night. Wow,
0: so you just got in.
1: Everybody just got in. Yeah, everybody just got in. I mean, it it was crazy um, because you got about 75, 80 people on that flight that we had to rebook. And a couple kids, they're like, Coach, we got flights. We leave 6 a.m. Monday, but we got a five-hour layover in Detroit. We're like, no, that don't work. We got to go home. And and that's one thing, you know, in the future, you know, I'm going to be pushing us that when we have to do these games that we need to fly charter so we can all stay together. Yeah, and it's it is also better
0: with the, the luggage and, and everything, folks afraid to lose equipment and, and the like too. You know, it's always best to fly charter if possible. To if take possible. some of that edge off, you know?
1: What can New York City expect to see from Morehouse, the Maroon target, Tigers on Saturday at Well you know what? We're gonna come out, we gonna we're gonna play our best and like say our goal is to win the conference you know one thing about being the hbcu and and this is just fact um it's always tough to get respect from other leagues so we can't count that even if we have a great record and we don't finish number one that we'll get a chance to go to the playoffs so Mm. we got to make sure that if we want to play some additional football this year we have to win our league so that we don't let other people make decisions about our future This is a very exciting time for you and and for the team and for Morehouse. Do you have any message for the
0: Morehouse fans traveling to New York to see the Classic?
1: Yeah, come on out. Support. Give the guys your love. Um, We're getting better every single day. I think we took huge steps from game one to game two. And then we expect another huge step game Two to game three. Um, You know, Howard University is a great organization, great team. That coach, he was probably where I was at three, four years ago. Got you. What he's done in a short time. And then, uh, you know, we play Virginia Union, CIAA champs, great organization. Um, they've done a great job. So, you know, those are my goals. That's where we got to get to. And, and we're going to be working uh, not only on the field, but off the field to make sure we get our program to where it needs to be. Well, listen, Coach Welcher, man all the best many
0: blessings on this uh football classic with Albany State looking forward to seeing the success that you're going to have and thank you so much for talking to us here at captains and majors uh if is there anything else people should know about the maroon Tigers before we
1: shut this down well I tell you what there are some great young men so if you have internships externships uh career paths we're going to be graduating about 20 seniors. And they're all A1 kids. So come get yourself a Morehouse man. Hey, it's amazing
0: to be able to be in a position to be able to make a difference in these young men's lives and to help them go further after football. Thank you so much for taking time to spend with us here at Captains and Majors. Really appreciate you. you.
2: Now that we've talked to Morehouse's head coach, Bug sat down with Albany State head coach to talk about how his team is preparing for this upcoming classic.
0: Coach Gray, how are you? Coach Win Gray Sr. How are you doing? Doing well, man. How are you doing, man? It's a, I'm uh, well. <laughs> Congratulations on, on all that, you, that you're doing. And how does it feel to, to now be the leader of the Albany State Golden Rams?
3: Uh, it's actually, man, an honor and a privilege to uh, lead such a, a, historic and a legendary uh, university as uh, Albany State, man. It's it's always been a dream of mine to be a, a collegiate head coach, uh, and and this is just a dream come true for me. So uh, right now, man, it's uh, I'm still floating on cloud nine. Now that the season started, you know, it's it's really gotten really real, and it's uh it's a situation where. You know, now that we've we've gotten into the season, uh, we got to get this thing going, man, and we're excited about where we're headed.
0: You know, what's 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 amazing to me is that usually black coaches come in and they're defensive guys, and you're a guy from offense. You've been an offensive coordinator and have played in the NFL, Jacksonville Jaguars. You got a couple of starts there, as well as the Chiefs, and 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 I, I mean for you now to be looked at. As the leading force in offense, there, uh, how does that make you feel?
3: Uh, it, it makes me feel pretty good, to be honest with you, because there uh, traditionally uh, there hasn't been a whole lot of black head coaches with offensive backgrounds. You know, on the black college level, you find a little bit more because on the black just on the black college level, you're going to have more minority well, not so much minority uh, coaches in terms of uh, Afro African Americans, but you know you're going to have more African american with offensive minds on the mm-hmm. black level simply because uh, this is this is an African American uh, uh, league uh, sort of, kind of league. You know what I mean. So with that, you have some great minds on this level um, offensively, especially the the coordinator like at uh, Alabama and M coordinators uh, at FAMU like Willie Simmons, things like that. So you know these guys that have great offensive minds that are on this level uh, in in the HBCU. Uh, realm uh, just haven't had a chance to, to show what it really is that they have in terms of that offensive experience and right now you know with what Willie's doing at, at FAMU and what uh, the guy at Alabama and them has done in the past a uh, couple years has been tremendous so you know uh, that that part of it has set me up for a great chance to to come in here and do some good things offensively and uh, utilize my gifts that I've been able and my experiences that I've been able to get over the last several years.
0: Let me ask you, how do you see your role as head football coach at HBCU differing from coaching at other institutions?
3: Well, it, it's it's a role that I don't take lightly because it's a role that uh, Coach Billy Joe, uh, that coached me at Florida and played in my life. Uh, and his role in my life it was very, very tremendous. Uh, he was the person that really taught me the game of football and taught me things about life uh and, and, and that i would never really uh knew um my father was a, a very very integral part of my life but mm-hmm. being around billy joe for those four and a half five years uh he was able to impart things in me that um i probably wouldn't have anywhere else if i would have went to a pwi or something like that so for me the opportunity to give back what i've gotten in experience and in knowledge over the last several years to these young men on the hbc level is a major a major situation for me and a major responsibility for me uh being uh with the background in hbcus and coming from famu uh in my past so i take it seriously man and and my coaches do as well uh because i have uh several hbcu guys on my staff with hbcu background so uh we don't take it lightly we understand the responsibilities that we have of uh turning these young men into men once they leave our our program, making sure that they're productive young men in society once they leave Albany State. So for me, this role is a major role and I don't take it lightly.
0: Now, you know, historically, black colleges have had strong football traditions. And your first year as head coach there at Albany State, have there been any traditions that you've upheld or, or anything that's different from when
3: that, that happened there at FAMU when you were there? Uh, you know, being here at Albany State, you know, the indestructible, unsinkable, indestructible Albany State, man, there's there's several traditions here that uh, I I will not touch. You know what I mean? The dirty blue defense, things like that. Um, and, and, and just the fact of uh, the winning tradition um, and, and the way that they play football, the physical uh, ability and the physical uh the physical of the foot game of football and on the defense—it's been uh-huh. tremendous here, and we're going to try and uphold that. We do have a defense this year that that has some some talent over there, and there's some physical from uh, physical guys uh, on that side of the ball for us. So we're going to try and uphold that and make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to do on that side of the ball to to keep that legacy of the Dirty Blue Defense. And then on top of uh, besides that, you know, we got the Ram the Ram walk that we do before each and every game that we're gonna continue to do. And once we get inside the stadium, the tradition of uh, rubbing that Ram head as we go on the field and come off the field is something that will never be taken away. So the traditions here at Albany State University will continue to be those same traditions and there won't be a tradition that that I'll bother while uh, during my tenure here. Now that you, you just brought up uh, coming out into that stadium,
0: it's going to be MetLife Stadium. Jets and Giants play there. This is going to be a big year for mm-hmm. the NFL, for the Jets. Us Jets fans, we've been like waiting <laughs> forever. Uh, how does it feel? How are your players feeling? Are, are they excited about being there at MetLife Stadium and, and playing in New York at the stadium? And, and what kind of what kind of – discipline are you going to have to give these guys to make sure they don't get in
3: these streets of new york city while well, they're here for the game you know, the good thing about it is you know it's an opportunity for these young men to be in a stadium an nfl stadium that they've never played in before uh it's 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 a truly an honor to be uh, a team that was selected to play in this uh classic and to play and to be in this situation with the hbcu classic up there in new york so our guys are excited about it. They're looking forward to playing in uh, in, in MetLife. Um, fortunately for me, I've played in that stadium a couple times as a pro, and uh, yes. and 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 it's a it's an opportunity to get back into that stadium and see you know some of the upgrades that they've made over the last several years because I haven't been in there for for quite a while. But you know to take this team in there and and have give them the opportunity to play in in front of our fans in such a uh, a venue such as MetLife Stadium is going to be tremendous for our, our university and our football program, recruiting-wise, up in that area, because uh, there's not many BCU's up in that area, if any, uh, that that recruit the New York area. So we're going right. to use this opportunity to to get our, our our brand out there in the New York and New Jersey area, and hopefully, you know, we can uh, secure some some uh, some recruiting and some recruits from up in that area to come on down to South Georgia and join us. So we're looking forward to us. Uh, we'll we'll make sure we keep a, a close eye on our student athletes while we're in New York. So they don't uh, they don't get into any trouble in those New York streets.
0: Just Just know you cannot turn the lights off here. It's like you can't turn the lights off there in Albany. You can't turn the lights yeah. off here in New York either. <laughs> Coach, are there any players that we should look out for? On, on Saturday at this big classic.
3: Man, we got we got a we got a plethora of kids that, that deserve uh notice and and, and that, that'll be on display for the public to see and the community to see on Saturday. Uh but uh, just to name a few, Rosendo Lewis is our inside linebacker. He's about 6'3", 225 pounds, transferred from University of South Carolina. Um, that's gonna do some tremendous things for us. On the defensive line, we got uh Jalen Pugh that's been playing good for us uh inside uh inside on our interior defensive line. Um we unfortunately we had a guy, uh Maurice McDonald that was playing well for us, but suffered a little bit of an injury that won't that won't be there for us. But Secondary, uh, we got Jalen Mitchell, who's uh, our leader in our secondary. He's a he's a, a fifth year senior that's uh, doing some good things back there. Got an interception last week against uh, Wingate. Uh, Congratulations, uh, tra- Yeah, transfer in from uh, FAU, Amon Ross is another safety that's doing some good things for us. That's going to uh, show up um, up show up on film and in that game. And then uh, Jari Turner. Uh, our, our, our boundary corner, that's about six one to uh, one hundred and eighty five pounds. That's that's just a long, athletic kid that's been doing it here at Albany State for the last couple of years, uh, and, and it's been an All Conference kid that 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 is headed towards being another All Conference kid again. So, on the offensive side, we got our offensive line, Josh Simon, who's a fir- first team All Conference offensive tackle. That's back for us. That's playing pretty good. Okay. Um, Trey is another offensive tackle that got injured early last year, uh, that's back. And then uh, our quarterback, Deontay Bono, and then our backup quarterback as well, Isaiah Knowles. Uh, both of them uh, did some good things last week against uh, uh, Wingate. And then at the wide receiver uh, position, uh, we got three guys that is just, uh, I think, are, are going to be tremendous for us. Uh, Rashad Jordan, uh, um, Ralph Lovett, and uh, Double D, um, Devin uh what's Devin Last name? I'm drawing a blank right now. Um Devin Dorsey, a transfer from the uh, Miami University up there in Ohio. So uh we're running back by committee right now with uh Algenal Thomas and uh Malik Pierce and uh, a freshman that we got, Freddie Gaines from Jacksonville, Florida. And then our specialist, uh, hey, uh uh yeah, man. Our specialist, uh Gilbert Brown, is doing some great things for us and Eli Mashburn are our, our two kickers and our punters that have been doing some good things. Uh, Gilbert Brown had a 75-yard punt last week. That just was a tremendous kick that I hadn't seen in a very long time. So uh, we got some guys uh, that are doing See, some good of course, But overall, uh, as a team, man, we, we come in there as a team and ready to play. I tell you something, Coach Quinn. Uh, Coach Quinn Gray, you love your entire team. Because I
0: expected you to tell us about two or three people. You named damn near the whole team. So that means you're not playing. And I can tell, that you kept a lot of people on the team. You made some changes, but you kept a lot of the, the people that really mattered on that team. That's amazing because most coaches go in and, and wipe the slate clean. You you so, operate a little bit differently. I, I see your experience. Your experience speaks for itself.
3: Absolutely. I think you know coming in and, and making sure that you evaluate what you have in-house before making those decisions is vital. And here at Albany State, when we got here as a staff, man, we understood and realized that uh the program wasn't bare there was some, some really really good football players on this team and it was just a matter of getting them to uh commit to what it is that we were trying to give to them and to buy in to the to the uh the philosophy of myself and the coaching staff so uh, during the spring, we had a tremendous time uh, with these kids. We had a lot of fun during the spring, teaching them what it is and, uh, that we were trying to get them to understand and learning new uh, schemes and no, the new offense and defense that we were implementing. So, you know, we understood then what we had in the kids that were uh, that stayed behind and stayed here in the program. So we knew we had some kids that were going to play some good football for us. It was just a matter of us putting it all together as a staff and making sure that we added some pieces and transfers and some uh, some freshmen and recruiting uh, to make sure that we fill those gaps that we needed to fill. So we we got a, a family atmosphere here at Albany State. We love our kids, man. Uh, they tell us they love us, so hopefully that's the truth. But uh, we have a good time here, man, and we uh, we we plan on making sure we continue to do that. Well, Coach, great winning means everything.
0: And winning brings a lot of love to the table. We appreciate you taking time out with us today. Uh, coach, Quinn, Qu- excuse, coach Quinn Gray Sr. He's the new coach there at Albany State. And, and I'm telling you, he loves this team. Is there anything that people should know, anything more that people should know about your Golden Rams?
3: Man, we, I, they should know that this team is a very resilient team, man. We're gonna come in there and, and try to put the best best show on that we can possibly both offensive defensive special teams wise and understand that this team is a a team of love and a team of togetherness and uh, you'll see that on on each and every play that we uh, that we're part of this season so understand that uh, the golden rams play a certain brand of football and we'll put that on display each and every Saturday.
0: Thank you so much for spending time with us. I'm Fred Bugs This has been Captains and Majors, HBCUs is what we're all about. And Coach Quinn Crate Sr., good luck, lots of love. (laughs) South Georgia, here we are.
3: (laughs) Good luck, and we'll see
0: you this coming weekend.
3: Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me. I look forward to seeing you.
2: new york football classic is going to be an incredible event that you won't want to miss come see the morehouse maroon tigers face off against the albany st golden rams this saturday at metlife stadium to see which one of these teams is going to come out on top i'm just nick special thanks to my co-host fred bugs and our guest coach wilcher and gray